It's September 28th, 2023, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We have something a little, I think, maybe unusual today because we had a, what we think of, you know, we always said we, we love a good good listener question here on the podcast. And honestly, I'm thinking this might be one of our first ones. It comes, of course, from my niece, Jessica, bless her heart. She actually texted me a couple of weeks ago with a with a note that said, I was just thinking it would be interesting, Pod, to hear from you and Matthew about the transition to working for yourself. Suddenly you do it all by yourself. You do the bookkeeping all the way down to redlining. I'm assuming it is freedom, but also somewhat constraining. And no one to prod you to do the stuff you hate or keep you on a deadline. It's just you. And I thought, well, you know, that could, <laughs> that would definitely make an interesting podcast because I think, you know, it's, it's, you've been in business for just over a year. I've been just over seven. So I, I expect our experiences at the, at this point in time, our experiences are quite different. But even I think looking back on my first year, in business, I think was was probably considerably different. I, I think might be considerably different from yours, but I don't know. So, so what's what's the last year really been like for you? Because you you're not just doing contract work, you're not doing side work while working for someone else. You are actually you own a company. You're responsible for all of it. Yeah. So I started the. I I, I officially launched my business on August fifth. 2022 which just by the way happened to be uh my birthday so that was nice it was a good birthday present to myself and then it's been a lot of it's been a lot of learning there's so so, so you're so you're doing all of it you're doing the the social media the accounting the the architecture you're you're, you're really doing all of it and when i first started I would have to say that I really only started this with good people around me. I had you, Larry, as a solid mentor slash <laughs> encourager in chief when 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 business was a little slow. I had my my wife Faye, who she's also she's uh she's an accountant, so she really helped me on that side of things. And then I had I had a lot of you know, friends and family who would shamelessly and selflessly promote me to anyone and everyone that they had an opportunity to. So, I mean, that's really how I started. I, I didn't have any carryover clients from previous, ex- from any previous experience. I didn't, uh, there, there was, it was a, it was a hard launch pretty much. And between the the support of the people around me and just the magic of deadlines, I feel like I've gotten everything done. But it's definitely been a learning experience because the first year bookkeeping was rough. We did that four days before the deadline in April, and that was bad. Should not have done that. Learned from that. It's in the past, and I now have a much better system in place now because of it. But there, but there, it's been a lot of it's been a lot of stuff like that. It, it's just been learning learning one thing after another. Like 
where the projects come from and networking and figuring out how and, and learning where the projects come from. That, that sounds stupid when you say it like that, but learning how to get new projects is, is the, is the tricky part. So yeah, it, 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 it's, you know, and I started off because I, I, I had always had that interest in, in doing projects on my own, because, you know, when you, when you first start out in, in, in as an intern, you don't have control over anything, maybe be on the door schedule. <laughs> so I always really enjoyed, you know, looking, especially when I was intern level and, and maybe next level up of here's, here's a small project that I can do on my own, whether it be a furniture design or, or something, something small that I can just take on on the side. And so those side projects turn into, uh, into, into a, kind of an interest in, in owning a business, but then having it turn into a full-time thing that I'm doing myself has been, uh, I, I think, you know, it, it is, it's one thing to do a side project. It's one thing to, to do this, you know, contract work, but, but to have it all in your hand that you are responsible for, and it's all you, you know, as, as, you know, as Jessica was saying, it's, it's, there's no one there to go to you on about deadlines. There's no one there to, do your red lines for you. You've got to do red lines and you've got to hope that you've picked everything up and you haven't missed anything. So it becomes a much bigger picture. And I think a lot of us, I think there are a lot of architects who do want to do that, who do want to own their own projects and do want to have their own business. And I just don't know that we're, we're, we aren't taught that we aren't geared for that unless we've had got a, unless we've been working for a firm that's let you be really hands-on. I think that first year of owning a business, you really are learning. You really are having to think about everything. Like you said, you know, it's, it's learning that you can't start doing your corporate taxes four days before the tax deadline. I, <laughs> I, I will tell you right now, I have an accountant who, if you don't have it to him the week before it's due, it's probably not going to get done. They'll, they'll gladly file an extension for you, but it's not going to get done. Because there can be so much to do. So yeah, so so it is that first year of learning of just trying to figure out what is what are all the things I have to do. Like you said, it's it's learning learning where projects come from, learning how to get projects. You know, we we aren't it, that's not an innate skill. We're we're not taught that by anybody. So you're sitting there figuring it out on your own. And and I got lucky in that sense that you know I started and started officially on my own. July 1st, 2016. Fortunately for me, I'd been in business already for eight and a half years with my other partners. So the learning curve for me, for most of that wasn't there. So for me, it really was just, we've got the business set up. I walked out of the door, walked out the door of my old business with probably four projects in tow, including one significantly sized project. And I was off to the races. But, you know, I didn't have to figure out how the accounting works. I didn't have to figure out how invoicing works. I didn't have to, you know, okay, how do I get my email set up and, and my website set up and all this sort of stuff. It's, it's, I knew the people to call. I had that baseline to work off of. So that first year <laughs> probably, I mean, honestly, it probably was a lot smoother for me than it was for you. And now that I'm thinking about it, it's not necessarily about where projects come from because like we all know where projects come from you 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 find the right people you 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 network the right way and and you know you'll people will find you or you'll find somebody who's looking to do something 
I think the tricky part for me in this first year has been how to like, because I, I got my start basically just doing side jobs, like doing enough side jobs. I'm like, hey, I can do this full time. And then that's where it kind of snowballed into uh, after the pandemic hit. For me, the trick was reliably recreating that magic for the next project to happen. So like, is it's the consistency of here's the next project and, and continuing because as a side project, you you can just kind of exist and then and and survive off of your your day job and then oh look a side project somebody somebody found you through word of mouth and and oh look here's a project that's cool i can do it on the side and be done in you know however long it will take but reliably reproducing that over and over and over again has been has really been the the big learning curve because you don't have to try too hard to get a side project. Reliably recreating the circumstances in, in which that happened does take the the type of it does take a certain amount of skill that you that you have to just learn as you go. And it's and it's different for everybody. Like what works for what works for you is going to be different than what works for me, which is going to be what. I mean, everybody finds their lane and that's how they will succeed in their business. So that, that's, that's, I guess that's been my biggest takeaway from that. My first year is, 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 is repeating that process. Really learning, really learning how to do it and make it successful. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I can completely understand that. I think it's, it is, I came at this from, eight and a half years with two other partners and then another, I guess, 11 years of God, was it really 11 years? That's 2008. Hold on. Sorry. Eight, ten, yeah, I guess another 11 years. It just seems weird to say that, say it that way, but also another 11 years of working for other people. So I am, you know, I, I came at this from a, from a, much different perspective. I, I, I think that the eight and a half years with my partners, we did have to learn. We had to, the same, same, same thing that you learned, you know, how do you repeat the process? How do you make this happen over and over again? And we had to actually learn some of that. But coming into this first year of being on my own, that first year wasn't an issue because I knew how to do it. I'd been doing it. And so, so it was just there. I, you know, I hadn't really thought about that, but I think, and I think a lot of people do that. I think they, they start with side projects because, you know, this is, this is an easy way to start sort of building some businesses to do these side projects. And then suddenly they realize, oh, I have a lot of side work. I can do this on my own and not maybe fully understanding or grasping what that means. And I think, I think your advantage is you and I have known each other 10 years now. So I've seen you from the get go from from your first job so you have my experience to look at and my whatever whatever knowledge i can impart to look at you know to, to go by so I, th- I think you have do have that advantage a little bit but yeah it's that first year that's always just like you know and and think about this you've gone a year yeah yeah it is uh, well geez and when you put it into that kind of perspective i feel really old we've known each other for 10 years and, and you've <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I, it's it's funny to say that but we haven't known, known each other that long and i've seen you from like i said from the get-go so yeah but you have gone a year in business and you haven't belly flopped anywhere you haven't 
you know, pulled pull pulled all your hair out yet. Faye hasn't told you to go back and get a real job. So I I think it's I think it's quite the accomplishment. And and the other thing that you know that Jessica really wanted, you know, and she touched on here because you know we're talking about if you talk about accomplishment, you know, she was asking about milestones. You know, what is a what does a real milestone mean? And and are you able to identify them? And 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 you have you have your you have experienced what you consider milestones in this first year. And again, you know, I don't, I honestly don't, I can't look back at myself and go, okay, that was a milestone for me. It seems really weird to say that, but I, but in my head, I don't, but, but you've had, you, you've actually have a few that you've actually been able to say, okay, this was a real significant point for me in this first year. Yeah. So, well, so they're not necessarily like physical milestones that you can point to and say, yes, that was my first big project. Like, cause because I've been doing side projects enough, like getting the first real project under the adding architecture brand wasn't something that really hit that hard because I've had enough other side projects that, that I could see that, that, that it was my design that got built. It was my input that, that helped this project along. So there, there, there are, I guess the small victories, like your first project as an owner, your first check or a first direct deposit from a client, your first time doing the accounting successfully, I might add. <laughs> but but the first milestone that, that really sunk in with me was the first cycle of being really busy and then not being really busy and just having a really quiet office. It's, it's really disorienting because one minute you're pushing hard on a deadline and 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 just working really really hard to to get that accomplishment in and and meet the client's deadlines and then the next day it's over and and while it's a good sigh of relief a good you, you take a deep breath after that when you start looking around and like okay what's next and then there's nothing left and you're like, Oh crap. And the, and then the, you know, the self doubt starts creeping in, you know, what did I do wrong? Where's the next project? What's going on? Like, like, you're like, Oh crap. Then, and, and, and because I was, uh, because I started, you know, fairly, it was a fairly hard start. There was, there were no projects that I took into starting my business to say, this is what I, this is where to, to give me a, to, to give me like a, a push in the right direction. It was very start and stop. So I, I I would go through a project and then, and it, it was a, it was a couple of hard start and stop from projects that really put you in a cycle of 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 highs and lows. So the, my first milestone that I would I would say that I achieved <laughs> was <laughs> was just mentally surviving that first start and stop cycle because it's very mentally draining to to navigate and i really didn't handle it all that well and this is the point in the podcast where i apologize to my wife Faye for externalizing that anxiety and frustrations for the business it, it did affect our personal lives and while we were prepared for it affecting us i, I wasn't prepared for how it would affect me and by extension everybody else and so it was it was just one of those things where I just look back and I'm like, man, I did not handle that well. But it was definitely my first milestone was surviving that 
that the start of a project, okay, it's finished. Now there's nothing else. And then waiting for the next one to start up it, because there's no, while well, in that, in that, in that down cycle, there's, there's no paycheck coming in. There's no, like you're geared towards thinking, okay, like it, 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 you're geared towards where's the next thing? How, how does that, where's my, where's the next paycheck coming from? And it's not there. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? Is the plane going to crash? So. Yeah. And I, and I can see that. I mean, that, that to me makes a lot of sense because we do architecture can be very that much that up and down cycle. And part of that of course is learning to stack projects so that you don't, you don't have that experience of suddenly, you sent a project out the door and now you're sitting there going, okay, what am I doing next? And, and we heard years ago, we heard from, we heard people say this, Oh, I've got a really big project. So I'm so happy. I don't have to do any more marketing. Like, okay, you don't have to do any more networking and I don't have to like try to be on social media or do all these other things. It's like you have a big project. Now, if you don't do all these things, when you get to the end of that project, what are you going to do next? So it's, it's, Learning how to do that, I think that that you get into that cycle of okay, I've I've got three or four projects going. This is where this one is. I'm going to finish this one up. I'm going to pay more attention to here. What's going to be the next thing I'm going to do? And I still do that. This summer, I had two projects, really big push to get two projects out the door, and they went. And I went up to Colorado and I came back, and then suddenly I was like, wow, it feels really quiet all of a sudden. I mean, I still had work to do, but I'm like, gosh, it doesn't seem like much work. And and it was just the weirdest feeling, but I think I think we do go through that up and down, and and yeah, to to have survived that cycle and not gone completely off the rails. And yes, uh, apologizing to Faye sounds like it's in order because you do you have that anxiety, and it, it comes out in the worst possible ways. And I know James has seen it, so I think every every architecture spouse gets to gets to experience that. But I think I I, I don't know. Like I said I think for me I. I it's hard for me to pinpoint milestones. I think, I, I don't know, you know, I just, I'm, I think I've been doing this either with business partners on my own for too long to, to have in my mind, Oh, this is a big thing for me. Uh, this is a big moment for me. And so, yeah, I, I think the fact that honestly, the probably the biggest milestone was that as a company at the time, we survived the recession that we came out with, came out of it with our, our hides intact and we kept moving forward. I think that was, that was probably a milestone, but, but working for myself, no, because I've just been working. (laughs) It sounds so strange to say it that way, but you know, the other thing too, I think is, is there's something nice about consistently seeing money come in. And I think for, for your first year, I know that had to be tough for you because there was, you know, you are doing the up and down and suddenly you build this person and I don't have anybody to build. So what happens next? Yeah. I, I think getting that reliable income coming is, is a big deal. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, that, that was my most recent milestone that I hit and, and it was exciting stringing together four strong months of paid invoices while also continuing to build that pipeline of reliable future work just just hit in a weird place for me and i was actually just talking with Faye about it because it's a sense of relief when it happened and and i i couldn't figure out in my head 
what it was until I started talking with Faye about it. I was like, why am I like all of a sudden just kind of, just kind of just very relaxed about things. Like I've never, since I've started the business, I've never actually, like I've been very tense. It's been a very, it's, it's been a roller coaster and I don't like roller coasters. So it's been, it's been a, a very tense roller coaster for me. And I just kind of relaxed today. And I was like, Whoa, what is that? And it was the first time I didn't have the pressure of, of looking where that next paycheck was coming from. Because when I first started out, I was jumping in project to project as they came in. If someone had work, I said yes, because there because there's a lot of pressure that, that you put on yourself subconsciously when you first start out that you want to be successful. And, you know, you're used to a regular paycheck that comes in every two weeks and you don't really have to think about it. It's really, really nice. But I guess for, for a lack of a better description, I would say that working for someone else psychologically conditions you to expect that consistency and the, the security that comes with, okay, every two weeks that paycheck is going to hit the bank and I'm going to be good. And so I struggled with that anxiety when things got quiet around the office. And so having a mental break from the cycle of up and down was a surprising milestone that I wasn't expecting to hit because like, and like I said, th these are, and these are all really disappointing milestones. Like, Oh, my first project of X, Y, and Z, my first, my first, you know, whatever I, it's all been mental in, in, in my head. It's, it's, it's all been mental milestones that I've hit so far. So that's been kind of a, an interesting twist to the journey that you have that experience or have had that experience i don't think is that unusual for for being an architect and being a business owner because you you hit a point where I, there there are times i still struggle where i think to myself oh my gosh I'm, how much money is going out this month and do i have enough coming in to cover it and and uh, uh you know just suddenly you start to the anxiety comes out and you start to get really concerned and to be able to, to be able to look at your bank balance, and look at your invoicing and seeing what's happening, and suddenly being able to step back and go, okay, whoa, this is nice and this is good, and I yes, I need to worry about continuing to bring in business, but I don't have to worry about business at least for a little bit. I know where the money's coming from. I know we have it in hand, and I think that makes a big difference. But but the other thing too, I, I want to talk about because because just Jessica talked mostly about, and everyone, I, I call her Jess, and I think she just secretly hates it, but it's hard not to because, you know, she's my niece. So anyway, the you know, when she's talking about milestones, it, it felt very business milestone, but I think the other milestone that always comes in my head is like, for me, it's that, that first project that you've done as a business, as a business owner, it's got your company name on it, it's got your stamp on it, it's you, and that first project that gets completed, that's your first milestone. Now, if you want to set milestones saying, you know, in two years, I want to be doing projects of this size, then that's your next milestone. How do I work from point A to point B? So now you're at point B. Okay, I've reached point B. What's my next step up from here? What do I want to do beyond here? And then start figuring out how do you get from point B to point C? And so you start setting those milestones 
or you sit down and you start thinking to yourself, what's going to be critical for me? Where do I want to be here? And work to build towards that. I think that's what, to me, in, in my head, what a milestone is. Although, you know, what you talk about in here, too, is is also very much a milestone. You know, that that first moment of, of feeling like, okay, I've had four good months and I'm feeling much more secure and I'm much more on solid ground with my work and having a steady income. And that's a milestone. And I, I would agree with that. I think there's something about that to, to know that you're consistently billing. It makes you feel really good when you see that money come in. So, yeah, so I, I think there is that, too. Well, and 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 because and maybe this is just me being a, a newbie business owner, but like, yeah, that it, that would be really nice for me to be able to say, oh yeah, six months from now, nine months from now, a year from now, I would love to have a project of this size and of this scope. That would be really cool to be able to do as as a business owner. But like right now, I'm just taking anything and everything that walks through the front door. Like it's just it's I and and I and I I don't think that's unusual. I don't think you know the, uh, there was a the custom residential architects network was their usual ninety minute slash really thirty minutes of of sponsor talking and then an hour of them talking at the national convention this year. You know, one of the guys on the panel is like, well, you need to be really careful about the projects you're taking because you don't want to be taking something that you would normally be doing or you see yourself doing in the future because you want to do this type of architecture. And suddenly you get pigeonholed into doing something else you don't want to do. And it's like, dude, it's my first year in business. I'm taking what's coming in the door. You have to start building some sort of income and you can't be necessarily be snotty about the projects you're taking. But but what, but what I'm saying to you, though, is, is I, I guess it comes down to here's the milestone I want to reach. Here's the time length that I want to, in this, in this amount of time, here's where I want to, this is the milestone I want. I want, let's say in five years, I want a project that's a million and a half in construction and it's a new build or it's a million and a half in construction and it's just a renovation in addition, but I want a million and a half dollar project. Okay. This is where I'm at right now. That's where I'm going to be in five years. What do I do between now and then to hit the milestone? Who do I have to network with? What contractors do I have to meet? What level of work do I need to start building up? What other projects do I, you know, and, and know, knowing full well that you're at the beginning of your business, that you're going to be taking stuff that comes in the door because you need to have that income, you need to generate that. But at the same time, keeping in mind, I also want to build up bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger projects so that as you're going towards that goal, your project sizes are hopefully getting bigger, you know, figuring out how do you get to those bigger projects so that when you hit that milestone, you're like, aha, okay, I've had my first really big project. And you can look back and say, here's how that happened. And you, and you may hit that project, you know, that may hit that milestone before you hit, let's say, five years. It could be three years you hit the milestone. And you're like, oh, wow, I managed to do this in three years. What can I do in another three? To me, that's, that's what's kind of in my head. Well, dang, see, I'm learning something new even as we record a podcast as, as, because as a first time business owner, I obviously did not have those in mind as, as the milestones that, that, that this needs to be something that, and so it just, it gives me something else to, to think of going forward as a business owner, because I'm still in the exploratory phase of, okay, what does being an architect mean as well on top of being a business owner? Because now that you have your own firm, you have to figure out what that means. And, and oddly enough, as so many of us, 
I mean, there's so many of us who see ourselves down the road becoming our own boss or becoming a partner in a firm. We see ourselves doing that, but I don't know that we think of what that means beyond, you know, well, I'll still be an architect. Yeah, but you're going to be a bookkeeper. You're going to be the, the marketing person. You're going to be this. I mean, you're going to be the HR guy. You're going to be all these things or potentially all these things. So now you have to deal with that and nobody teaches you that. It's, it's just a learn as you go kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I get we'll, we'll end on that. We can say that this is this is what we've learned today, and and I think I I, I personally think that's where we should call it because I think we've beaten this subject to death at this point. So you can always find the podcast at on Instagram at Arch Geeks Podcast, and you can find me at uh, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank already. Gosh, you can find me and at Matthew at addingarchitecture.com or on the web at addingarchitecture.com. What about social media? Oh, and social, geez, I'm just totally scatterbrained today. And on social media, I am at addingarch. There we go. Now you got it. And of course, as usual, you can find me, Larry, at spotteddogarchitecture.com or at spotteddogarch on Instagram and Twitter. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Jessica, for giving us an interesting topic to talk about because there's things I haven't even thought about. (laughs) And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye.